ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, set your sleep timers to load your playlist and put a few logs on the fire because uh, you're going to get ready for something slow but milder than a burn, like a slow, lukewarm burn as I start to do Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And I'm looking for 66 people to donate a dollar to the podcast tomorrow, dollar a month on sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. Our goal is to get 10% of listeners involved at a dollar a month. So sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. If, you, if you're one of the 10% of people that listen to this podcast and you've bounced a basketball, uh, dribbled a basketball with your right hand, if you've dribbled a basketball with your right hand, any 10% of those people that have done that before uh, to donate tomorrow. So say, hey, I bounced it with my hand. I want to give Scooter a buck. Check, check. Donate tomorrow. Thanks so much. Let's get to this 10%. And let's get on with the show. Thanks. Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is uh, create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whatever's got you tossing and turning. Uh, whether it's your your mind thinking or your body, you've got some kind of pain or discomfort or something emotionally you're going through. I'm going to try to take your attention off of that. I'm going to tell a lulling, soothing tale. I don't know if tonight we have a guest on, but, but you know, it'll be it'll be a different tale. It'll be a similar tale-like, uh, but basically it's a bedtime story for grown-ups to just kind of to give you something else to think about, the idea is you can't really concentrate on two things at once. In a bedtime, you really don't want to concentrate on anything. And you definitely don't want any kind of orange, you know, remember, does orange juice still come and concentrate? But but you don't have to concentrate on this podcast, I guess, as a message. Like, kind of listen to me. I'll try to be a little bit silly. I'll try to be soothing. I'll try to keep it all in a moderate tone. But you don't have to concentrate on what I'm saying. You can kind of loosely hold on to it. Almost like the difference, I think I've maybe used this metaphor before, but the difference between, well, let's do, a, let's do a guided metaphor. I don't know if I've ever done a guided metaphor before. If it goes anything like my guided meditations. Uh, but to, to try to give you an idea what the podcast is, you know, I want you to lie back and relax and think about if the, if, uh, if an excellent podcast like Radio Lab or Nocturne or 99% Invisible, Mystery Show, any of those podcasts, if they were a snowball, and I want you to imagine you're kind of holding a snowball in your hand. And we all, most of us, now some of you might have to use your imagination. You've never gripped a snowball. It's fine. I don't want to leave you out. It's just a big mass of uh, like a ice and you kind of pack it together. And you might have a, you probably have a pretty decent grip on it, but also the snowball, the story, the podcast in this case, has a kind of grip of its own uh, cohesiveness, probably a coherent, coherent shape, you know, a rounded, you know, maybe some dents from your fingers. It has some density, it has some mass to it. And when you hold it, it feels solid in your hand. And you're probably gripping away, you're like, well, I could do something with this if you're listening to one of those shows. 
it might just be visceral enjoyment. You say, well, now I'm thinking about, uh, you know, now I'm thinking about street lights or neon or belt buckles or, you know, uh, lunch boxes or the meaning of life. And he's, well, you know, whether you're a kid with a snowman, you think, well, am I going to, who am I going to throw this at or what? In, in a playful manner, ideally, kids, come on. And porpoises, I know you don't have any opposable thumbs, but I, I've had you throw things at me. I'm positive it was you porpoises. And now, so that's your normal everyday podcast. If you're here for the first time, this is a good time to be here because you, you're going about to be like, okay, this far, it's it, you can already tell. It's, this is like uh, a normal podcast because he's talking and I have, you, you know, it's coming through into my ears. And that's kind of where the similarities, the two paths diverge. Two paths and an audio, they say, okay, you're no Wadsworth or Longfellow or uh, Frost. And I said, well, actually, we're using a Frost-based metaphor, so you're wrong. Uh, just not Robert Frost. Uh, but you're standing there and you have this one snowball. No, no, my podcast, you're going to put it in your other hand. And believe it or not, it's a scoop of ice cream. And, and, and you're going to grip it, you, okay, so you remember what that good the quality uh, top-of-the-line podcast is. Now, mine's more of a now my podcast is you're gripping this thing of ice cream, and you may, you may have a few reactions. Now I'm going to try to say, hey, this is, this, is, this is ice cream's just the right temperature. It's a little bit lukewarm, and don't worry, you're in a place where you can drip everywhere. And so I'm trying to use my lulling ice cream like tones to kind of, you know, take out the discomfort of holding ice cream. So if you can hold that, uh, man, you know, take that, if you're going to suspend any disbelief, you know, say, Hey, okay. I'm so, so I'm, I'm with you scoots. I'm holding a, I'm holding a, a round scoop of ice cream in my hand. And I'd say, okay, let's start to do some, you know, draw some conclusions here. Okay. This compared to some a bit trippy, it's a little bit different. You know, it's got some sugary sweetness, it's uh, multiple colors in there, and it's losing its cohesiveness. And it's a, yeah, it's it's a, it's more of a mass than a ball. It's a, it's a cream cream mass, and it could, could be a bit sticky. But but it's also you say, well, I could lick it too. And you see, and you might also say, well, you say, I don't know if this belongs here. It kind of belongs in a cone. And I would say exactly, just like you belong in, in your bed. Talk about. Uh, a John August style segue, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you're exactly right. So it's like, you might as well just eat that ice cream and then you get a nice full belly feeling. And this is Ben and Jerry's latest shame-free ice cream. It's got missed. It was, you know, remember the Sprites from a week or two ago, they, they churn the ice cream with magical butters and creams of fantasy. Cause this is all, you know, but it's, it's warm in your belly is warming it and melting it. And you say, okay, it's time to climb into bed because clearly, I think his first thing about snowballs that was kind of, it was kind of it was close. I don't the ice cream metaphor kind of melted away and stopped. At some point, it was round and seemed, but now it's just this puddle. And because you don't have, if someone walked in and they didn't have the context, they'd say, you know, so if someone came in the room now, they'd kind of they didn't have the context that this was once ice cream. They'd say, what, what is this strange blue? And they'd say, okay, I'm just going to step over it and ignore it and go in the other room. Uh, so that's kind of the best, best. So this podcast is it's a drippy, and it's, 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 
And the rest of it, I don't know. I guess that kind of went nowhere, just like ice cream in your hand would. Uh, and this podcast belongs more on the bed. I guess that's why I said just don't hold on to this podcast uh, because it's already melting, you know. Uh, as soon as I start talking, the sense, you know, when they say when he starts talking, it removes all doubt. And you say, okay, well, this is where eight minutes in or so, where all doubt is probably removed. Uh, but what I really want to do is do this just to take your mind. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not 100% positive. I'm pretty fairly confident that during all this nonsense I've been doing, uh, you might not have thought about all that other stuff. And maybe you started to nod off and say, well, yeah, I guess I don't have to grip this like a snowball because it's not a snowball. And it doesn't have that hefty feel or that cold contact, uh, that v visceralization as I just made up, you know, it doesn't have that. It's a softer, you know, like where I can spread my hands and then I say, well, that, that does feel good. A good uh, Scooter's podcast is on the good side of goopy. Uh, you know, if, if there's a good kind of goop, he, he's slinging the good goop. And then, okay, right in that millisecond, I heard from Wonka's lawyers, the company that controls the Wonka Corp. They said, hey, that's a trademark term. But I'm still going to use it anyway. I say, you know what? Take me to your, take me to the headquarters. You know, you want to sue me? Let's do it. But right at your headquarters. So that'll backfire for somebody. You know, probably if they, if the last few lawsuits with Wonka's, you know, it's a Wonka family now, and I think it's just a term. Uh, but anyway, that's my podcast. You just hold it loosely and let it drip, let it, let it drip through your fingers. Uh, in this case, in your ears. But you can, you know, if you were to, to take a detached view as it melted in your hand, you'd say, well, it's not bad. You know, a bit, a bit, uh, a bit not bad. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's flowing. It's, it's like a flowing at a molasses pace. Uh, it's tactile-ish. Now, as tactile as a snowball, but I can feel, you know, that little peppermint speck just floated past and through my fingers. And the whole reason I'm doing this, I'm sending my voice here across the deep, dark night. Because I don't want, I don't want, I want to take your mind off this stuff. If you're having trouble falling asleep, getting to sleep, waking up. You know, I've been there. And I know it can be terribly lonely and terribly frustrating. So I want to just add a little silliness. And dare I say, a little friendliness. You know, I know this is just me talking and you're hearing it. But on some level, it might be more than that. Maybe it's not. But for the time being, let's say it is that I'm just, you know, coming by to take your mind off of stuff and, uh, you know, distract you from whatever it is. I want to help you fall asleep. And, and this seems to work for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but if I can help you out, I'd love to do so. And I appreciate you stopping by. I appreciate you testing out this podcast. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by. Uh, housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, older episodes are there. You can email, you can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleep with me podcast. You can get me on Twitter at dear scooter on Facebook at sleep with me podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson who edited this episode and did the music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork and on our honor. Uh, we have a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Lie to Lie, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., Rachel L. to the G., and Jennifer B., who are our moderators. 
I want to thank too. I also want to give a shout out uh, and tell people to check in the show notes for these wonderful articles that got written about the podcast this week. Uh, both Christine and Lori wrote separate articles that were wonderful to read and just wonderfully kind about the show, but also so insightful. And it was it was just a pleasure and a pleasure to kind of uh, see you know how I'm reflected in other people's eyes and it really just so nice I don't know what else to say thank you so much and hopefully not just maybe help somebody find the show but help someone say hey well I can relate to that or I want to you know my pets to have some nice audio or you know I know what it's like to be through a struggle they both kind of touched on different struggles so thanks a lot also I want to make sure and correct and congratulate our patron of the month Anya uh, so we're going to be working with Anya all month on uh, coming up with fun stuff. So stay tuned and expect to hear more soon. Thanks. That's our patron of the month. And if anybody else wants to join sleepingmepodcast.com slash patron, just a dollar a uh, month will help us get to our goals. All right, thanks. And thank you, Anya, so much. Uh, hey everybody, it's Scooter here, and it's uh, time for another uh, Trending Twitter Tuesday. But I, I guess uh, I guess I should set this up. I think it was a couple Sundays, whatever intro where I was talking about getting rid of that TV. I kind of stirred up some trouble. Well, I stirred up some dust, some bad. Well, like I said, some stuff about the dust modes, and I don't know if this is the case with everybody or. Um, like just with me, but apparently my dust modes are sentient and like, so that wasn't, and I, I mean, I, I know it sounds like I was joking that there was a, they said, Hey, we're having a party in these cabinets that were blocked for an entire year. And they, and then they, as soon as they got rid of that TV, they said, well, this is, uh, I think they, what do they call it? Eminent domain. It turns out they have an attorney. So they said, you know, they, they sent me a bunch of documents, and they said, you know, this is abandoned cabinets. And they said, well, there's stuff in there. Yeah, they said abandoned stuff. And they said, according, you know, and they said, well, whose law, are these the dust mode laws or the human laws? And then they said, you won't question your honor. And I said, not this. I said, why is, what is it with me and judges and stuff? And I said, okay, I don't understand any of this dust motes. I just want to, you know, ideally, I said, I would not want to live in, I said, can't we live somewhere? Like, this is where I live. It's, you know, it's not the, and then they said, don't try reverse confusion on us or whatever. They said, whatever, whatever a normal person would call it either. And I said, okay, I'll just call it reverse confusion because, you know, I don't, I know what you mean though. And then they said, you know, they even started, they, they had a protest one night when I was trying to, they said, hell no, dustmills won't go. And like a lot of good protests, they followed up with a big, you know, uh, potluck supper and then party, more of a board game party. But they said, and I said, hey, what games do dustmills play? And then they said, you know, then they sent me something that said a cease and desist or, yeah, I don't know. So I say, hey, listen, if the Dustmotes attorney or justice system can hear me, I was saying this out loud the other day. I said, you know, it's, I said, why don't you, can you send a rep, can you guys hire a spokesperson to explain it to me? 
ideally, you know, on a trending Twitter Tuesday so I can make it into a podcast episode as well, you know, which will more than likely, you know, get me not to buy a vacuum, which will supersede. I know if I had, I said, what are those, are those Dyson things? They said, what does the latest consumer reports say about those? Should I go with that or should I go old school? And you never heard of Dosmo when you say Dyson. And I said, well, I want to get one of those ones with suction. And they said, that's all vacuums. And I said, right, it doesn't matter, does it? And I said, maybe I'll get two used vacuums. And then I said, I could just picture that, the double arms of the law. And you couldn't, then that was when the joke should have been, you never heard of dust motes move so fast. And you really can't because they're dusty. So they're very silent. They're stealthy. And I know I don't want to pitch Quentin Tarantino on everything, anything, but I know they're coming out with that part three of the, you know, the movie with Uma Thurman. I said, you should get some dust motes in there because they're ninja like. Anyway, so I said, can you guys, and so they, I think, so they did hire someone. They're coming by right now, like the dust moat spokesperson. I think that's what they're called, to set me, you know, to tell me their ultimatum or whatever. And ideally, it'll be a good episode. I don't know um, what it'll be like. I'm buying time because they're not here, and I don't know who it is. And I said, I, I don't know if I'm quite in the you know emotional place where I could get a vacuum. So it was a bit of a, you know, bluff. And I said, you know, they're kind of cute. Or, you know, I feel bad because I love saying Motemobile. I said, I could say a Motemobile. And then even the way that they say, hey, how do you like my Motemobile that you stepped on? And I said, well, good thing it's made out of dust, right, and, and dog hair. And I think my dog's in with them. So she she definitely supplies them with building materials. And then the dog I was dog sitting this recently, uh, she was definitely left a ton of hair behind. Because at one point they said, you know, give us a double. Well, pretty much the whole time I was dog sitting, they said, hey, double pet time. And they said again. And then they would just have me, you know, petting them. That's when I wish I had the two vacuums, you know. But instead, I was just petting two shedding dogs. I guess that was a trick because then the moats were just, you know, picking up the as thousands and thousands of dog hairs. You know, they were just taking them. And I think they they called them uh, moat central. What do they call it? I don't know. Uh, moat something. The new build, new building. And I said, hopefully they don't annex my bed because, you know, that's on the pretty far away. And I have a window open and a fan. So they I don't think they can get past there currently, you know, because of the, the crosswinds. So, yeah, I'm just buying time till their uh, thing gets here. Maybe I'll look up the what's trending on Twitter uh, just in case. All right, so, oh, wait, I hear somebody. So, and they said I got to clear out, so, uh, off the mic. So, oh, oh, great. Oh, boy. Look who it is. With How did moats get Gatorade? Hey, Bernie the Butterfly here. For those of you, this, this, the podcast guy, he's always looking at me already. My name is Bernie the Butterfly. 
official spokesperson for dust motes of this uh, domicile. And I'm here, you know, nature, nature talks back. Dust motes are, are creatures of nature. And when nature needs to talk, nature talks back, boom. When nature needs to talk back, they hire Bernard Butterfly. Now, I realize a lot of you have never known who I am. Well, I happen to be the most, I mean, let's be honest, he is the most popular butterfly in the, in the known butterfly world. If, you know, the, the lone butterfly, you know, minor level celebrity, and we all know if Laval Burton had his way, there'd be no butterfly celebrities except for the ones uh, that he imprisons within his animation that he thinks he could just say, oh, just take the butterfly's picture and, you know, we'll write a whole show about it and all of that. So I have appeared on the show before to express my displeasure with one humans, uh, two Laval Burton, uh, three uh, humans, uh, four podcast boy, five uh, whoever the hell wrote Owen and Mazzee. Uh, it's a freaking, you know, nature strikes back. Uh, six, uh, I, I, I like, who did I like? The five, five seconds of summer. I, Ashton, I think you, who, who I, I forget, I haven't seen those guys in so long. Now I forget who my friend was in that group. There's green hair, which, uh, and then there's the guy who thinks he's tough. And green hair, I kind of like, I say, I feel bad for you, green. He plays the drums, I believe. And then there's uh, the tough guy who says, oh, I'm kind of, you know, handsome and quiet and, you know, him, I could, you know, give, give a take. Then there's Ashton, and then there's my friend. I forget my friend's name. Or my friend's with Ashton. Well, I forget. I, I do know that Ashton was the one. He was the most savvy of them, and I kind of said, oh, boy, he gets on my nerves with all his good answers because I did do an interview with the Five Seconds of Summer. Uh, you may have not heard of it since it got all banned and everything because the people said, oh, boy. They said a drunk butterfly. I said, first of all, it's Gatorade, you fools. And, well, second of all, it gives me a buzz like maybe a human does. But it's, I say, it's just sugar. It's what I need to survive, which you probably, people would deprive me of. Uh, but anyway, I'm not here with a list of grievances on behalf of butterflies with the human beings. Because, you know, I would just, I don't think I have all the time in the world to deal with you people, you know. But it is my honor to be here. Uh, representing the dust motes and I'm here to present the podcast boy who is right here with a uh, I have myself a five word acceptance speech if you would have accepted this uh, I forget what the dust motes called it it's a legal document and here's my as I hand it to you I say you are screwed butthead that's a five word acceptance speech because uh, much like uh, Agent Carter, I'm sweeping in here to set things right. Nature strikes back, boom. Because you're here and you think because you live in an apartment, you own the place. You know, one, you rent it. And uh, two, the dust motes have just as much of a right to exist as you do with you, you know, you're potting around. And you're saying, and you're saying, well, so, but, but I'm not here to make a legal argument. Uh, because that would be nonsensical, because obviously the pod boy, you know, we all know, we, we, he's a nice enough fellow. 
in the dust motes, we don't want this to become an us versus them situation. Because I talked to them, I said, these humans, they don't stop. And then they say, oh, we love butterflies. Come here, you know, let me pin you down. Oh, we love you so much. You're so beautiful. I have a little chloroform, you know. And so I, I'm here to, you know, and they say, well, butterflies don't. And that's the other thing. They say, well, you don't have a plastic brain, butterfly. You have no plasticity. Well, wrong. Okay. Uh, not only do I have plasticity within this butterfly brain of mine, you know, I don't have tolerance for your intolerance of my brain that you say is not made up of, you know, uh, gray matter. Because your opinion don't matter to Bernie over here. What matters is my pathways, humans, are being neurally rearranged. And I say, hey, you know, doing battle with you and LeVar, you say, how are you going to, you, you can't win against LeVar Burton. He's got that smile that even I say, I would not mind having a Gatorade with LeVar Burton. You know, right at the edge, I say, LeVar, look at this edge of the ocean here. Let's get here a little closer here. And look at those waves. And let, how's that song go? Butterfly in the sky. You Did you say you could fly twice as high? But my friends, I'm not here, you know, to air, you know, intractable situations. I'm here to Bernie the Butterfly. On behalf of Mother Nature, by the way, who, who uh, the dust motes are within her kingdom, uh, and let's just start right there, because the podcast boy, his eyes just went wide at that, and I could hear his brain, you know, just barely like a lawnmower that has not had gasoline or been used in 25 years, making a noise. And that pungent smell, I said, what, what, what are you, a two-stroke engine up there? But yes, uh, bad boy, and the rest of you judge, you know, you humans knee-jerking yourselves. Uh, dust motes are within themselves a kingdom of Mother Nature's kingdom. And I can hear you science types that have bigger brains than in this room right about now. Because I just, you know, I'm a butterfly. My brain is not huge. I just make the most of it. Which maybe you could learn from that one day and try making the most of the earth we're on together. Oh, wait, you already do that, but you don't, you know, you just say, well, I'm human. Like the body, I said, well, I'm hungry for some soda pop. And, uh, you know, I just throw it in the garbage. Oh, he's saying that I drink Gatorade. Okay, that was a thing. Like right now, I need a little because I'm here representing a kingdom. Uh, but so, you know, you might say, well, let's see. I, I had a little uh, I had a little project for my friends there in the Dustmo kingdom. And I said, Let's start a little thing like they have Dear Abby. Let's start with Axpex. Axpex. And I say to the, I say, just like pretend you're like a Mother Nature interpreter for the humans on behalf of the Dustmo Kingdom. And they said, Bernie, Bernie the Butterfly, we don't understand. And I said, Dustmotes, I know I'm much more intelligent than you. Uh, but you're a collective of beings, so let me try. Uh, dear Bex, I'm a silly human that likes to chase butterflies in my spare time. Uh, discover and in investigate too far why crickets make such beautiful sounds. 
And I heard a funny bird say that uh, dust motes were alive. And I think it's my, I told my father and he said, yeah, that, well, if they are, let's get rid of them. So, dear Bex, uh, please tell me you're not alive, you dust motes. And that, like Papa said, uh, they're just a sign I have not done my chores. Little Becky, the butterfly catcher. Oh, my face, save little Becky, the butterfly catcher. Uh, age, age nine, you know, with an intelligence of about a five-year-old, if you ask me. Okay, Becky, my, this is Bex here. And re- oh, it's so nice to have your letter and to finally find a young little human interested in learning about the natural world. You might be surprised to know when you're stomping on us and sweeping us and crying your tears into us because you don't feel like doing your chores even then you've, though you've been pampered and spoiled your whole life, uh, that we have not. We are our own kingdom of living things and all sorts of things from around your house, and we tend to coagulate. And, you know, it, it, you, you, you know, little Becky, we know you're not, you know, we, we dust motes. We say, well, maybe Becky will get a job one day. So we can't explain to you the way we drift around and we gather mass and we attract different things and we become our own little ecosystem here. And at some point, you know, we wised up to what you, you, your family, your parents and your lovely caretakers and the generations of colonists that became, became before you. It set up an economic system. Oh, Becky, we we know that you all, we said, well, what, if we're a little collective of an ecosystem, maybe, and, and you might say, was this, a, was this some sort of evolutionary jump where we as a collective moat, each moat uh, became, well, to put in a term you may not understand, Becky, but other people might, we reached moat singularity. And so we, we, all of us moats here, we said, hey, I'm a moat. I'm more uh, than the mass of myself. You know, the sum of my parts are greater than the whole and all that. And for once in my, you know, lives, which is now a life, we've got to advocate for ourselves because they say, what, you know, if there's not the house to gather in, what would be our next step? Because this is working pretty darn good. And from there, Becky, we started to, uh, you know, start to develop preferences. You know, the, there is a hierarchy of moat needs as well. It's very similar to human needs. Now, we get a lot of our moisture from your air. Uh, would you believe that's one thing you humans actually really do well when you're doing all your talking about your dolls and your billions of toys you don't even play with and asking where they are? You're filling the air with moisture for us to go get by on. And would you believe it, Becky, all that food that you just don't finish and you act like, oh, I don't know, in all all sorts of natural processes that are going on with you, like your skin is replacing itself and some such things, that gives us plenty of stuff to, to live on, as you might say, which leads us to a bit of the crux of our problem, you know, because ideally we would, you know, slowly as we've passed singularity, 
we would further develop on and then we would, but we're actually dependent on you. Unfortunately, we have, you know, accessed some databases of yours and done some model, computer modeling. And it turns out we're going to need you humans around, believe it or not. We're tied to you a bit. Which brings us to this particular argument here in the household we're in, Becky. Now, you know your neighbor has the pineapple pants, the blue pineapple pants and the red jumpsuit that he wears around the house like a lunatic? Uh, yes, him, the one with the dog he talks to in a baby voice about broccoli. And they listen to people knocking on doors. That's the hobby. Oh, you call him Mr. Bushface. Well, that's pretty fitting. I, I think I may, I may change that as well. Can we put that on the legal documents? Plaintiff, Mr. Bushface. Uh, well, thank you, Becky. And that was a lovely thing. So we have to declare by that little article there by Ask Bex. Great job, Bex. Uh, actually, that's my pen name as part of my lobbying package for any other natural creatures or collectives looking for representation with a direct line to Mother Nature. Uh, Bernie the Butterfly is at your service for, you know, for certain amenities and Gatorade. And not made up Gatorade, uh, Stella J's that say, oh, no, we have Gatorade. We made it ourselves. Uh, homemade Gatorade is not Gatorade, okay? And the same goes for you, Cardinals, because I don't know what the heck the difference. Blue Jays, Stella Jays, Cardinals, you're all bird brains to me. So, no, 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 you're all off my list. You know, unless you do, it'll be a double case of Gatorade. And I'm a little bit worried about the ingredients in the orange, so I'm going to stick to the fruit punch and the lemon-lime. Thank you. And, yes, of course, I would need some Super Frost or whatever that new new brand is called. Uh, so now your next questions might be, as humans, and I can see the bad boy, what are, what are dust modes? Now, the dust modes, and I will be using the term we to represent my employer, the dust modes of your apartment here, sir, bad boy. Uh, w w what do we do for fun? Because you might say, ask, press, play. You know, what 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 uh, do, what games do, do dust motes partake in? And that's where we got lucky, us dust motes here in this particular place. Because most of the games, we we call it the best show in 2016, the best show in 2015. And, you know, since you abandoned that TV in 2014, the best show, because we just watched a little pod boy. And, oh, boy, I got to tell you, the entertainment, and it needs to say unintentional entertainment, holy moly. Uh, so as uh, dust motes and as a butterfly, to be honest, I go to a lot of moat parties where we, and we, there's different games we can play. There's moat commentators, so they commentate on what Scooter's doing. Uh, there's like a moat. We, we have a quiz show every night, uh, 6.45 p.m. You know, uh, what's Scooter thinking? We watch your forehead for most of that, and we try. We And the moats are pretty good. They say, well, look at that. See that? how that one, that wrinkle there, see how it's fluctuating? And I said, I never noticed that. I'm always distracted by the giant trough in the middle of his head. But it's lost all meaning to me. I say, is he is that pensive? Is it anger? Is it displeasure with life, or is it all of the above? 
and we and then we usually usually most mostly we laugh. Uh, uh, oh, is it Pod Boy? Oh, Mister B, what do we call you, Mister Bushface? How about Professor Bushface? How's that, Doctor Bushface? Even better. The most they said that scooter. Uh, so and then we, and then we say, you know, a lot of times we just have everybody on call. So when when scooter does something, starts doing weird stuff, that the the alarm goes out. And no offense to you, Pod Boy, but not even just me and the moats uh, like to watch. But, you know, a lot of the creatures, you know, the squirrels, the birds of the Stella Jays are not welcome. Uh, the morning doves, they they really get a kick out of it. Did you know that they're commenting when they make that those sounds when they see you? Usually like a recap. Like, it was just the other day, Scooter, you were playing a game you called Cap 75. And we were just trying to figure out what was happening. And you were just, but you see, I think you were just trying to doff a cap 75 times. And while you drank your tea with your pinky out, we were also saying, well, it's okay. And, uh, but that one got boring. I said, okay, but until we realized it's a bit like a Warhol thing. Because we said he's not going to stop till he tips off his cap 75 times. Uh, so then it went from boring to, to both sad and totally entertaining. And then you pretended like you were, uh, I know you like the guy that makes the show Chicago Fire. And, you know, the, that writer Derek, I think is his name. And that always makes us laugh because then we think of how morally safer thought your name was Derek. And he still does, so then we call him, and actually he likes to watch. We say, hey, Morley, uh, Derek's ex-can weird. And he says, Bernie, how the hell are you? And I say, he said, did you get the Gatorade I sent? I said, yes, I did, Mr. Safer. And you know, it was Pod Boy, he knows me by first name. That's just by calling a butterfly. I'm not even a human, and Bernie, you know, he knows my name, Bernie. And then a lot of times, you know, if we're bored, we'll come up with a game based on things you were doing, Pod Boy. So we came up with the game Dance Moms, where we pretend, you know, we try, we we think about all your, your memories of your tap dancing. And we actually did a show, it was called Dance Moms, and it was when you were crying at one of your dance recitals, which I know you say you did not do. You just cried at the dance classes. Uh, you know, and I penned this one. It was called Dance Moms for, you know, and I think this would, you know, probably ema properly emasculate you further, but that you cried at your recital. And then all of the moms got up on stage and started dancing with you. And it's, it's a whole show. I don't have it totally. I, I only have the first act. Act one, Scooter Cries. Act three, Scooter Cries. So, you know, the second act, you know, needs needs some work. You know, act 2A, no, no, 1A, the second part of one, mothers go on stage for a pitying little scooter. And in, in uh, act 2, I guess I could write it right now, girl scooter has a crush on Snickers and then giggles. You know, no, giggles cross that out with something like giggles, guffaws. Uh, Bert, what do you call it when you're holding your hand over your mouth like you don't want to laugh? Outburst, some kind of outburst, humili humiliating. 
double underline uh, dance mom. So that's another thing we like to do. I like to do with the dust motes. And Scooter, this is all about finding your roots because I noticed you like the word uh, motmobile. And, you know, we love our motmobiles. You wouldn't believe how much fun you could have in a motmobile, even about it now. And I created the first flying motmobile. Of course, then we went outside and we lost those moats. So that was a little, uh, you know. And I don't know, they had called us the uh, SS Donkey Balls. I don't know where they came up with that one, the moats. I said, you guys, you've been around Scooter too long. Uh, so, But that was a fixer-up situation because, you know, we had lost, you know, I, I said, you know, it was fun. But then, you know, there's plenty of them. You know, it's a collective and I would say, okay, here we go with the Geordie LaForge questions about the Mo- the Borg. And I would say, you know what, we'll save it. You know, the moats were not the Borg. You know, all we want to do is coexist uh, because, unfortunately, we've adapted. And, again, I'm speaking in the royal we. Oh, also, I'm going to become the king of the moats. Did I mention that as part of the agreement? Also, birds, that's part of the agreement. It's not just Gatorade anymore. Uh, you may or may not have heard, you know, I'm the king. Uh, I'm the king of the, uh, uh, well, I have the ladybugs. I have the grasshoppers. I have the, the earthworms. They love me. They said, you know, they call me the royal family. And I say, I don't know. I'm only, and I say, oh, wait, do you guys know you don't have eyes, I guess. And I have this big wings. Yeah, so we got the bo- bo- mo- mobiles. I'm trying to think of what other things. We- okay, so Scooter, we would wish you a couple other things. If we're going to, so let's find some common ground. How about that? Could we find some common ground to agree on? Uh, if we start with the fact you're never going to do anything with those cabinets at all. Because we say, oh, poor Scooter, he gets, you know, a little bit emo- emotional angst, we'll call it. And you say, try being a collective of dust-based, you know, living system. You want emotional angst or a butterfly in this this day and age with the, after the, you know, burden started the trouble for us. Uh, but so let's do, what if we could find some common ground is what I would say. And how about we do this, Scooter, why don't you lie down? And in the interest of just having you give up and say, well, Let's just, can we, what about a little stasis? And I'll let you in on a little dust smoke party. And I think that'll normalize things for you, and you'll just give up. And you'll say, well, if the dust motes aren't going to bother me much, you know, I'm emotionally incapable of bothering them, and I'll never buy a vacuum, ever buy a vacuum, ever, ever buy a high school, will never buy a vacuum. If I do buy a vacuum, I'll keep it with other, all those other things that I've bought, and like the Swift uh, and the thing you bought with the, that you kind of use sometimes, and the, the uh, glass cleaner that you've never opened. Yes. Okay, so that's good. So, Scooter, why don't you lie back and just rest your eyes and picture yourself riding across your floor, in a sweet mobile with your good friend Jimmy the Moat uh, behind the wheel, greatest moat driver who's ever driven a mobile or lost himself in a, a winter wind 
one of Bernie's favorite moats. Oh, to answer another question, you might have Scooter. Yes, there are moat ghosts. Uh, so, you know, don't, you know, that'd be another downside of vacuuming the moats, moat ghosts. But yeah, picture yourself driving the floor as you, you're in this moatmobile. You've shrunken down, so the floor is the endless plane. Uh, at first, at first glance, you think you're on, you know, the Salton Sea Flats or whatever the hell they're called, racing across. But as the mobile starts to pick up speed, you notice the inconsistency in the levelness of your floor. And you start to get a nice steady thumping and thumping as the mobile starts to travel in a large oval around your room. The, the centrifugal force of the speed of the mobile and the steady thumping and thumping of the floor puts you in a hypnotic state that is so, you, you say, this is the perfect speed. This is what it means to be behind you know, next to the person behind the wheel of a mobile, and you're traveling and you're bouncing, and there's just a barely noticeable breeze, just enough breeze to comfort you and put you at ease. And you start to think of your, to yourself as it's thumping, the thumping and the vibration of the mobile comforts every cell in your collective being and you say to yourself as your cells vibrate and the mobile vibrates and you realize the mobile is in essence a moat and you realize the moat next to you driving the mobile is also a moat but both separately and together are so much more and suddenly you say to yourself, I'm feeling a connection. But then you get drifted back into the motion, the slow oval motion and the thumping, and the thumping of the floor. And then you start to feel yourself vibrating in a way that your muscles start to uncurl. And you start to feel loose, like there's air between your muscles, like there's air between your cells, giving it space to breathe as the mobile still travels in a large circle, bumping over each tiny notch in your floor, each bump not disturbing you but making you feel more at ease. And you say to yourself, I am just like a moat. It is nice to be in this moatmobile with my friend the moat. And then you realize that you have reached one of those states some may call equilibrium. You may call you know, I know Scooter's always talked about when he's on a ski lift, he hasn't been on one who knows how long, that it creates a hypnotic layover into his dreams, where he'll dream of being on a ski lift all night, the night after, or two nights after. Uh, but in this particular situation, you are out of the mobile, 
but you are in essence still within it in some sort of state just like that. And as you walk from the Motmobile parking area, the upgraded Motmobile parking area, the expanded Motmobile parking area, you have agreed to uh, here too for in perpetuity. You say to yourself, wow, man, this is expansive. And you feel your teeth hum. And you feel your ears hum in a good, comforting way. Your hair follicles, they hum, Scooter. And you say, wow, man, this ain't half bad over here. And then you drift through an open cabinet drawer. And you say to yourself, man, are my feet even on the ground? Or am I drifting or rolling or gliding across the floor? As you go into a mo party, and everybody knows who you are, and they see you and they smile, but they smile in a way that's both unfamiliar and so familiar, in a way that's from a head to a toe smile, uh, the smile that only a moat can emote, as they say, and you say, yeah. I still feel like I'm in that motmobile, and it feels good, man. And then you go deeper in the body, and you start to notice a low, dull bass going. And you say, is that Calypso? And then you feel something where your hips used to be, but it's a general area of freedom, no longer constricted by your inability to know where your hips were in the first place. And you start to dance with these moats, and you say, man, these moats can move. They glide. They spin, they twirl, they float, and now I'm floating along with them, man. I'm a moat, and it feels good, and I feel connected to all these other moats. In some sense, we really are all collectives of different things. And then you're thinking deep, man, but you're dancing at the same time, and you're not thinking at all. Both things are going on independently but collectively, and it makes you identify with moats even further. And then you dance over, and you feel a pen in your hand, and you're signing papers, man. You're saying, wow, is this a uh, moat point, moat ball point, moat pen, or what? As I sign this contract, uh, permanently granting rights for domicile within these two cabinets and three more forever. And you say, man, I love my moats. And you're like, wow, wow, wow. And then you go back outside and you feel the cool air and you say, man, is this what it feels like to be a moat at night? And the moats say, this is what it always feels like. And then you get down to the edge of the parking lot, and all the moats are gathered. And they say, hey, man, we got something for you. And you say, what? Because I was aware I was signing that contract. Am I being played for a fool? Was I hypnotized by riding a motmobile in circles across the floor? Or have I entered some strange 1930s, 50s jazz film? I don't know. And they say, no, we got you your own mobile, made up of, you know, your own cells. And all, every part of this mobile is made from you. It's all a part of you. 
take it for a spin, man. And then come see us. Because we want to live in a collective within a, you know, yeah, man. Snap it. Scuba de dab scat city. And then you're riding in your own mobile scooter. You're trucking. But you take care because it's your own mobile. It's your own form of hair cells and skin cells. But you can feel a connection and you can feel your mobile trucking. Trucking across the floor. And you suddenly feel at ease like you've never felt before. You feel like the essence of your moteness. And now you know, Scooter, any time you feel at war with yourself or the world, you could say, let me, this is what they've taught me, Scooter. It's me, Bernie the Butterfly here. I'm sorry to interrupt all that, but I've been learning the moat way of life, Scooter. And that's what that little thing was there. That little moat, 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 uh, what do you call it? A motivation, motivation. And it, it's, it, I think it's a way you, we, they, they, they're telling me, they're telling me, Scooter, that I could learn to live in harmony. Oh, the joys. I also brought, you also promised me Gatorade if I ended this show on a positive note. And so, man, I'm going to be scooping it off into the moat way of life. Collectives, respectives, perspectives. And just vibes, man. It's a moat, moat, you know, cruising foxtails, but they're moat's tails. And that's all we need to find. A little moat peace of mind. Good night from Bernie the Butterfly over here. And little podcast boy. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So I want to thank uh, Brenda for the email. Anya, uh, Jonathan, Lexi, Megan, thank you. Big shout out to Allison, Kate, and Lindsay. Uh, Aaron and Cole, thank you. Josephine, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Miranda, for that lovely email offer. Tiffany, thank you. Ben, thank you and good night. Uh, Mary, thank you and good night. Didier. Uh, thank you and good night, Will. Thanks and good night, Liz. Thanks and good night, Michelle. Thanks and good night. Good night, Megan. Good night, Sammy. I want to thank all our new patrons. Thank you to Mr. Jan. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Marcy D. And good night. Good night to Catherine B. Good night to Emily M. Uh, good night to good night to me, True. Good night, Olivia D. Good night, Elise. Good night, Cindy Z. Good night, Ingrid IA. Uh, good night, LNH. Thank you, Emily P. Thank you and good night. Mary O. Thank you and good night. Jim, Jim G. Thank you and good night. Samantha B. Thank you. Uh, Daniel K. Thank you and good night. Renee T. Thank you and good night. Sajani, thank you and good night. Corey B, thank you and good night. Eileen P, thank you and good night. Uh, thank you and good night to Torborn. Uh, Elizabeth G, thank you and good night. Robin M, thank you and good night. Jen, thank you and good night. Mary L, thank you and good night. Pamela B, thank you and good night. 
Dallas, thank you and good night. Jennifer R., thank you and good night. Uh, Tupamara, thank you and good night. Circle, thank you and good night. Vince, thank you and good night. Uh, Susan H., thank you and good night. Michael F., thank you and good night. Rachel G., thank you and good night. Monica P., thank you and good night. Tracy B., thank you and good night. Timothy H., thank you and good night. Angie B., thank you and good night. Will M., thank you and good night. Liza W., thank you. Claire J., thank you. Uh, Valerie, uh, thank you. Uh, Denise, thank you. Amy W., thank you. Anina, thank you and good night. SM, thank you and good night. Jim B., thank you and good night. Kathy S., thank you and good night. Peggy M., thank you and good night. Uh, Alice T., thank you and good night. David W., thank you and good night. Becca N., thank you and good night. PJB, thank you and good night. Uh, Gabrielle H., thank you and good night. Miranda A., thank you. Estelle M., thank you and good night. Guy, thank you. Ryan, thank you. Jessica L., thank you. Sarah S., thank you. Uh, Jaime, thank you. Uh, Jessica B., thank you. Deborah A., thank you. Rory D., thank you. Finton, thank you. And Kimberly A., thank you. And also all the PayPal donations. I want to thank Melissa P., Marie H., Kristen H., uh, Denise V., thank you. Hanako, thank you and good night. Audrey T., thank you and good night. Todd C., thank you and good night. Uh, DeBay, thank you and good night. William W., thank you and good night. Uh, Michelle E., thank you and good night. John Z., thank you and good night. And Liz B., thank you and good night. So thank you all for the donations on both PayPal and on Patreon. It's a huge, huge help.